0: Welcome everybody back. Steve Cunningham with Cespedale. I'm coming at you with Vicki Schreiner of the website Holy Face Relic, which I have linked in the show notes below. And it's got a great Etsy store. Uh, everything that you want to know about the Holy Face is on that website. It's a fantastic website. Anyway, Vicki, thank you for coming on. How are you doing?
1: Hi, I'm fine. Thank you for having me. I'm so thrilled to be here.
0: I appreciate you saying yes. Yeah, (laughs) so you're welcome. Why I asked her to come on is we just got everyone's pretty much seen if you're watching this you probably saw the Leo Dupont uh video, and after we got done doing that I stumbled upon this website, and for some reason I thought Vicky made me the holy fake uh, the holy face uh, uh, chaplet that I have and it wasn't, but she has them on her Etsy store. But she has she does, uh, speaking tours on this topic and on this book that many people probably never heard of the whole world would love me the life of saint therese of the child jesus and the holy face so she has that topic and i wanted to bring her on to talk about specifically saint therese and the devotion there and the and the the how would you say the uh collaboration she has with uh sister maria de pierre so yeah vicky uh, you're the expert in this, I assume. Uh, how did you get <laughs> involved in this?
1: Well, I don't know about the expert. <laughs> only only Jesus is the expert, and St. Teresa and Sister Mary of St. Peter, they're the experts. Um, but they blessed us with knowledge of this amazing journey um, that Sister Mary took and St. Therese took. It's just amazing. Um, and Like most people, I didn't even know St. Therese was my patron saint. She has been for many years. And I knew nothing about the Holy Face. I didn't know that it was a devotion of hers. I didn't, you know, none of that. So all that came about um, as I started doing more research and discovery. And and it's just an amazing journey. Um, But I kind of... We kind of have to start, I think, with Sister Mary mm-hmm. of St. Peter um, because of all of the revelations that our Lord gave her about the Holy Face, that he wanted this beautiful devotion to be. He wanted it to be for the whole world. Um, and it took uh, years and years, of course, for that to actually Happen, Um, But he revealed to Sister Mary of St. Peter so many things, and he actually recited the Golden Arrow prayer to her and told her that is the prayer that he wanted for this devotion, that that prayer would help us give reparation of sins. You know, that's basically the only thing that was going to save the world. Um, and I think everybody knows the golden arrow prayer. Um, may I'm going to go ahead and read it, okay? Yeah, go may for it. Most holy, may the most holy, most sacred, most adorable, most incomprehensible and unutterable name of God be always praised, blessed, loved, adored, and glorified in heaven, on earth, and in the hells by all Uh, the creatures of God and by the sacred heart of our Lord Jesus Christ in the most holy sacrament of the altar. Now the prayer that Jesus gave her, he mentions in the hells and sister Mary actually questioned him about that when he gave her that little passage. And he explained to her that in the hells, covers the people in purgatory and all the people waiting to get into heaven. Uh And that's why he phrased it that way. Now, I know you'll find some versions of it that say on earth and under the earth. Uh And that's fine, too. But Jesus actually gave her the other. Um, version of it and he revealed to her the chaplet of the holy face as well and she wrote the prayers for the chaplet and developed the chaplet Um, and the chaplet looks like that I hope you can see that Um, and it is to honor our lord's five senses and what I found fascinating is the words that she used that you say on each of the six beads, Arise, O Lord, and let thy enemies enemies be scattered, and let them that hate thee flee from before thy face. Mm-hmm. Now those words, Saint Anna, I always say his name wrong. Uh Athanasius, you got I think it is how you say you Athanasius, it. Athanasius. <laughs> I always want to switch that around. Um He said that the devil hates those words more than any other words. The arise, O Lord, let thy enemies be scattered and let them that hate thee flee from before thy face. He That the devil hates those words and all his evil um, hates those words. And so they stay away from that. So that's why those particular words are used for this chaplet. And it's not to...
0: Um, it's also a psalm. I think it's 61 or
1: uh, yeah, I can't remember the number. Yeah, yeah it depends on the per, depends they on the Bible them. you're
0: getting. It's one sixty one or sixty two or something like that it. it's in the 60s. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And um another thing was I lost my train of thought for a second. Um when when we say those words, it's not saying that people that sin that we want them to flee from our Uh lord's face Uh it means sister mary explains that it means that we want the evil that is in them to flee right we want them to convert and be repentant we don't want them to flee
0: right because that's one of the promises in this devotion is conversions
1: Right, right. I know when I first told my sister about the chaplet, when I started making the chaplets, um, after we found our family's holy relic, and I told her the words to use that, and she said, well, I changed the words to be make them all different. I said, why would you do that? She said, because I don't want to make sinners flee from Jesus. I said, no, that's not what it means. <laughs> It means the evil within them to flee, not them. And so so, so she said, Oh, okay, well that makes more sense. <laughs> so um but Sister Mary had all of those beautiful revelations from Jesus and he did reveal to her that the devil was gonna do all in his power to try to end this devotion try to make it not happen and and things are always going to be that way where the devil i mean this is the one he hates the most that the devil hates the most this because this devotion um brings glory to god and brings sinners closer to god and I mean, it, this devotion, Jesus knew it would change the world and the devil didn't like that. So he he kind of, there's still things that I come across um, when I'm trying to do presentations, um, traveling throughout the U.S. to uh, do presentations for churches. Sometimes I swear the devil has got his little hooks in there. Uh, one time I sat in the airport all day long. Flight after flight, they would have it scheduled, it would get canceled. Scheduled, canceled all day long. And that evening they finally let us on the plane. We get on the plane, they make us get back off the plane. Cause some other something happened on the plane or whatever. But anyway, we had to get back off the plane. I thought, boy, he's he really doesn't want me to get there because I had a presentation that I had to do a very important one and they had about 300 people coming and he didn't want me to get there. So I, I did not get there for that one. That one I, I missed. So hopefully, and then COVID happened. So hopefully we'll get going again, uh, in the spring and that one will be at the top of my list. And if and, you're one of
0: those 300 you're supposed to see, hopefully maybe you're one of these watching. So yeah, there you go.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But um, the miracle, actually, of 1849 didn't happen until after Sister Mary of St. Peter passed away. It happened the next year. Um, she passed away in 1848. Um, but the miracle of 1849 is how is how all these images came about, um, because... At that time, the Pope had to flee, of course, because of the revolution, and it was a really bad time, and they brought out Veronica's veil for veneration, and for three hours while the veil was out, it started glowing and became lifelike, Mm -hmm. and the eyes were deep sunken and full of pain, and and it was supposed to be amazing to see. Um, But they rang the bells of the basilica, so hundreds of people came to witness this three-hour miracle. And that evening, the Pope had an artist come in and make the first engravings, they called them engravings, of what was seen on the veil of Mm Veronica. And that's how these came about. And each one was touched to Veronica's veil and touched to the true wood of the cross and touched to the spear that pierced Christ's side. And then it was sent out into the world for veneration. Um, And they continued this each year. Um, uh, We don't know how many were made, but they continued this process um, each year. They would make a certain number Touch to them to the holy relics of our Lord's passion, and then send them out into the world. Mm-hmm. And our family has one from Pope Saint Pius the Tenth, 1905, um, from my great grandparents. As far as we can tell, when they immigrated to Chicago from um, Trier, Germany, which was on the border of France and Germany, um, they brought it with them. But our family didn't discover what it was in all these years until five years ago Uh um, when we had to put my aunt in a nursing home and found it in an old ratty box. Uh It was out of the frame. It wasn't even in the frame. The frame was all broken on the back. Uh And I took it and had that all repaired and that. But. Of course, when I discovered what it was, when I started doing the research and figured out what it was, I just dropped to my knees and bawled, bawled like a baby, you know, because I couldn't believe it. And then after I got deeper into the research and discovered that this was an important devotion of St. Therese, I just thanked her. I felt like she had a hand in revealing to me what it was we had. So my devotion to her became that much stronger because of that connection. I just feel very connected to her. Yeah, Most people don't know
0: that her name is of the Holy Face.
1: Right. I didn't. I didn't. She was my patron saint, and I didn't. I thought she was... Saint Therese of the Child Jesus. Mm-hmm. I didn't know about and of the Holy Face, so that that was pretty amazing.
0: Yes, yeah, so her but sister was the one to basically put the devotion on her.
1: Yeah, that's the thing.
0: Who's um, by the way of the Holy Face is Selena the Holy Face?
1: <laughs> yeah. Now the thing. Um, now Selene's not the one though that gave her the devotion. Her other sister. Yeah,
0: that's right. Yes. Pauline. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. She yeah. had Celine change her name to it. Yes.
1: The, and how that came about was the devotion to the Holy Face was already um, had deep roots in Sobe, Um because of uh, when Sister Mary was still alive, um, the foundress of Carmel in Lassau, who was Mother Genevieve at the time, she had already heard about all the revelations of Sister Mary of St. Peter. And she believed them, and she believed it all to be real, and she got on board immediately. You know, it became a strong devotion for her. Um, And at that time, only the slightest public mention of this could be out. You know, they weren't allowed to talk about it. They weren't allowed to get it out there. Um, But when Mother Genevieve learned about it, she embraced it not only for herself, but for the entire convent. And she actually had them give her one of the images of the Holy Face. And she hung it in the public chapel of the convent um and she taught the devotion to the sisters um and when mother genevieve learned of sister mary of saint peter's death she worked really hard to spread the devotion that sister mary was trying so hard to get out there Um, And she actually, Mother Genevieve actually wrote to tours um, and asked her, asked them for some of the relics of Sister Mary of St. Peter after she died, because she said there's no stronger place that honors this devotion than the Sisters of Les And then this is kind of a timeline Um, In 1850, though, the Archbishop of Tours ordered that everything about Sister Mary be kept secret and silent. And he locked her diary, um, with all the revelations, he locked it away in the archives. And nobody was allowed to speak of it. And um, thankfully, in 1876 which was, what would that be, 26 years later, Mm -hmm. um, the new Bishop of Tours, Bishop Collet, Mm -hmm. I think his name was, um, he ordered the um, archives to be open and he wanted, right away, he wanted Sister Mary of St. Peter's um, revelations to go in. He wanted her writings to be in print Mm -hmm. um, and they did right away Uh, but by then mother Genevieve um, was old and bedridden and but she knew there was a young novice who was very very um, spiritual and very um, just a very holy novice and that was Pauline. Um, S- sister Agnes was her name, but that was Teresa's sister, Pauline. Everybody so, in
0: TV Land was thinking she was going to say Teresa. I know you. <laughs> Everybody <yeah>. out there. <laughs> yeah,
1: uh, but it was it was Pauline, and um, Mother Genevieve encouraged her because she was such a good novice and so holy. She encouraged her. To um follow the holy face devotion. And this devotion became wrapped around um Sister Agnes's heart, you know, the same as it was wrapped around Mother Genevieve's. Um and then in 1988, 1988, I'm just a hundred years off. The Oakland LA World Series. Happened. <laughs> yeah. In eighteen eighty-eight. Um, saying Agnes's youngest sister, Therese, entered the convent. Um, and a few months after Therese entered the convent, when she was still a novice, um, Sister Agnes, which was Pauline, um, went to her mother superior and asked her for permission to give her the book about sister Mary of St. Peter about her life with the revelations. And she gave her permission to give it to her because they had to ask for permission for um, everything Uh as a Carmelite. Um, But at that time, the book was out there um, and in huge demand, but she gave the book to St. to uh, Therese. And of course, Um, it wrapped around Teresa's heart immediately. I mean, she fell in love with the devotion and she devoted her life to the devotion then. Um, In fact, on January 10th, I want to look here to make sure I have the date right, 1889, um, her investiture took place. Um, When she took the habit that day, she became... And this was her doing. She wanted this name, St. Therese of the child, Jesus and of the holy faith. Uh-huh. And when she took this name, sister Agnes was amazed and she was certain that sister Mary of St. Peter and St. Therese of Lisieux began to have everything in common from that point. They were tied together. Um, after Therese took the name, she resolved never to shift her devotion from the Holy face. And I want to read you what she said. Yeah. Um, let me find it here. She said, recognizing that the fates of Christ on the veil of Veronica was the closest spiritual image of the blessed trinity itself which the Carmelite of Tours sister Marie Pierre had emphasized. Therese was convinced there was nothing loftier to seek as a child having resolved never to steer from Jesus sight as a nun she could now carry out her resolve in a practical way by living continually before the image of the Holy face. And she stood by that until she died. Um, Eight months later, um, it would have been eight months after uh, her investiture, they Uh call it where they get their, Uh what they wear Um, Eight months later, it was time for her to take her profession of vows, Um, and she first had to take a 10-day retreat to just be with herself, to really focus and be with herself. But the topic of her prayer that St. Therese chose at that time for that 10-day retreat was to meditate on the holy face of Jesus for that whole time. Um, The evening before she took, uh, did her profession, a darkness actually consumed her um, and tried convincing her that she shouldn't be a nun, um, that she shouldn't take her vows, and So she went to her in her, I forget what they call it. It's like a little cabinet where they keep their things um, in her room. Uh, She had kept a little image of the holy face. And she, when this darkness overwhelmed her, she took hold of that little holy face image and prayed to the holy face that he would help her and immediately she said it was like a bolt of lightning immediately the evil went away and she knew she was doing the right thing that she would be in nun so i thought that was that always gives me goosebumps when i think about that you know that um but saint therese she often read sister mary of saint peter's um written act of perfect donation that she made. Um, It's where she offers herself entirely to God as a victim for sinners. Um, And it was after Sister Mary did this oblation that Jesus um, began using Sister Mary and giving her all the revelations. Um, But St. Therese read that very often. But then St. Therese Therese decided that she must also give complete um, oblation of herself to God so that he could start using her. Um, And she did that in June of 1885. Um, The one thing that I found pretty amazing when I read um, the book The Whole World Will Love Me was she doesn't reveal that in her in any of her um, autobiography or any of her diaries Uh about a year and a half before she dies for a whole year and a half she's consumed with darkness again and the devil is constantly at her trying to get at her while she's dying of tuberculosis. Uh-huh. But she did this in silence. She didn't let anybody know that this was happening, that she was consumed by this darkness. Um, it's kind of like kept... I've
0: heard uh, at the, uh, the shrine of St. Therese and uh, San Antonio, they say everyone around her says she was just like a normal nun. She, kind of helped, kept everything interior.
1: Uh-huh, uh-huh.
0: Even uh-huh. incorrupt. She didn't want to be incorrupt. She wanted to be like everyone else.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, and... Except she was a genius. She uh, had the invitation of Christ writes, memorized. <laughs> it was part of her little way that she wanted to remain little. Yeah. She, didn't, she didn't want to cause anybody concern. She didn't want to, you know, she didn't want to disrupt anything ever. She just wanted to live every moment... For Jesus and she felt dealing with this darkness you know was a way that she had to do it alone that she had to do it herself and not bother anyone else about it so
0: yeah this is a girl um, that had the imitation of Christ memorized as a young teenager yeah
1: yeah yeah But it, to me, that was pretty amazing. I yeah. mean, and and she, that darkness didn't lift until she was on her deathbed, her you know when she was almost gone. Um, but and they said when she was dying, her she reached her arms up and her face became angelic and you know before she died and and they knew you know and her she did tell uh, sister Agnes which at that time when she was dying would have been mother Agnes would have been her mother superior um, it was just a couple days before she died that she told her about the darkness she did tell her and and she told her that it was something that she had to do herself she had to go through herself that, you know, she had to suffer it herself. Um, one of my um, favorite pictures, and I always thought is that one. I got and that I one on hanging the over front my of daughter. The flyer. Yeah. Yeah, I got
0: that one hanging over my daughter who we named Therese. And yeah, I even think oh, wonderful. about the devotion. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I always thought that this picture was taken when she took her vows, but it wasn't. She had her sister, Celine, uh-huh. take this image. Celine was a sister, a Carmelite sister at the time as well. Uh-huh. She had her take this picture. Um, it was only about little less than four months before she passed away. She could barely stand for the picture. Really? But she told Celine that she wanted this picture done so people could know. Uh-huh the child Jesus and the Holy Face, so that people wouldn't forget that they would remember. So that's one of my favorite pictures. Um, But the neat thing, too, about St. Therese and Sister Mary of St. Peter is they are so alike. They're almost like a mirror. They're so mirrored to each other, you know, be, um, they had so many things, um, similarities and things in common. Um, they were both so devoted to the Christ child, to Jesus. Sister Mary of St. Peter wanted to be his donkey, his little donkey and do his bidding and wanted him to do whatever he pleased with his little donkey and St. Therese wanted to be his toy ball and for him to do whatever he desired with his toy, uh-huh. that she was completely there for him, for his desires. Um, they both, wanted to live their lives to win souls for god and which they did very well Um, they both believed that manual labor um, and every little task should be offered up to god to save souls Um, and that was saint Teresa's little way every little thing can be done as a prayer. And if you think about that, um, I think we all need to live that way, that every little chore, especially the ones we don't like to do, Uh should be offered up as a prayer, either for someone, um, for sinners, for reparation, for something.
0: Right.
1: Offer it as a prayer. Um, I always, um, when I mow the lawn, um, I live with my daughter and, and son. I call him my son now because he's he's part of me too. Uh, not my son-in- law. I hate that name. Um, but he's my son. I live with them and four of my young younger grandchildren. Uh-huh. And I mow the lawn. I like mowing the lawn, so that's my job every week. But when I mow it, I offer it up as a prayer. Um, For the reparation of sin, usually I can mow long enough to get a chaplet in. So I say a chaplet while I'm mowing. But I think we all need to really do our daily tasks like St. Therese did and offer them up as prayers.
0: It would eliminate a lot of uh, complaining.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, St. Therese was so good at teaching the other novices how to do that Uh at the convent because she would catch them complaining about this or that and she'd be, oh, no, no, no. That is how you show Jesus that you love him. You offer that up as a prayer. That's the little way you offer it up. Um, even she offered up sleeping on they slept on boards basically it was a thin mattress laid that laid on boards and which was very uncomfortable i mean they didn't have nice soft beds you know (laughs) they didn't have sleep
0: number back in that day (laughs) no
1: no no i think about that now as i lay down on my Four inch uh, memory foam, you know. I'm like, oh, <laughs> shame on me, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but
0: I thought so, one of the cool part was when people were. Well, I think it was a priest that was questioning her about the devotion, and she was just answering left and right. But there is the Sacred Heart versus that. She goes, "Why? Why is there two? And she said, "There's uh-huh. two different two different medicines for two different prolapse."
1: Right. 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 Yeah. Yeah, they're they're both separate but alike. Mm-hmm. You know, just as important. Both are just as important, but they're separate and that's how she explained with the medicines, yeah. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. Um another way they were um alike was they both had like personalities for one thing. They were both very sweet and humble and quiet. Um, Saint Therese did have a sense of humor, though, and I I don't know if Sister Mary had a sense of humor. I don't I don't remember coming across anything about that. But um, but she was Sister Mary was a sweet um, person with a really um, Kind personality, and so was St. Therese. But both of them lost their mothers at a young age, and both turned to our mother Mary to help them with that and turned to her continuously as they grew up as children um, after losing their mothers like that. Um, Both were assigned the office of portress at the convent, which was the person. Um, basically the person at the door, the person who um, had to deal with the daily business of the convent, of the people coming and going, that kind of thing. Uh-huh. And they really believe that both of them caught their tuberculosis from being portress
0: uh-huh.
1: of the convent. Um, and that is actually how Sister Mary of St. Peter met Leo DuPont. Uh-huh was while she was portress because um, he was a lawyer and he took care of all the convents' um, business, all their business affairs and their legal stuff. And um, that's how they met and that's how he learned of her. He actually became a friend of hers and he knew about her revelations. And so when she died, that's when he took up the cross of trying to get the devotion out there. Um, and I
0: finally got some of the Holy, uh, some Holy cards. Man. We'll, have, I have, oh, to, did we'll you? have to work with trying to, how to get these multiplied.
1: Multiplied. Yeah. <laughs> well, I can help you with that. I multiply lots of the things. So. <laughs>
0: we'll, we'll definitely talk about this one.
1: <laughs> okay. But yeah, um, he,
0: he embraced, he embraces devotion big time. I mean, You got basically what he had in his house. uh.
1: Well, he wanted to continue what, he wanted to take up the reins of what Sister Mary was trying to do because he knew that Jesus told her he wanted this devotion for the whole world. And Leo DuPont, when she passed away, he decided that he was going to take up the reins. And the, um, the mother superiors actually gave him his image of the holy face that he kept in his home. And all of those countless miracles, healing miracles took place in front of it, all those years, 30 plus years. So, and finally, finally, um, the ArchCon fraternity came to be. Um, He lived to hear that it was gonna happen. So yeah,
0: I think the bishop showed up at his house, and he's dying, and he's yeah, upset that he couldn't he get was up the ramparts. So. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. So he, I mean, I think he actually got to die in peace, just knowing that that was going to happen. Yeah,
0: they did a new you know. to uh, uh,
1: Yeah, it's just amazing, though. Um, but everybody
0: in Lazio, everybody at the uh, everybody at Tras Carmel, they all do about him.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's just such an amazing story and we've had we've had um i know all those countless healing miracles we've had healing miracles in our family too um that even before we knew we had the holy face different healing miracles had taken place in our family like um one was my father had um rare form of lung cancer that didn't come from smoking when he was young. Um, It was in his um, trachea. Mm -hmm. It was a big tumor, and I forget the name of it, but it was a rare form that they couldn't do anything about. They couldn't do surgery. Um, They could try radiation and chemo, and they said that's your only option, but there there wasn't much hope for that. But he overcame it. And doctors just shook their heads after the chemo and everything. They said, there's not even a scar left. Mm -hmm. There was no trace of it left and not even a scar. And, you know, and dad, after that happened, um, dad finally became a Catholic. He finally converted. He was nothing before then. Um, But he finally became a Catholic and received Holy Communion. And he'd been to church all these years with uh, with us growing up with mom. He would go to church, um, not every Sunday, but he would go. Mm -hmm. And he finally, after that happened, became a Catholic and was a very good, happy Catholic until he passed away. He just passed away um, two years ago. And... When he was dying in the hospital, he was I gave him my holy face chaplet to hold his hand um, because his was at home. And he was at that time making the holy face chaplets for me. Um, we make them all by hand, but I taught dad how to make them and he was making it for me. And his worry when he was on his deathbed, he kept telling me, Vicki, I can't go yet. I said, why, Daddy? God's calling you. You need to go. And he said, I can't go because who's going to make chaplets for you? I need to make more chaplets. (laughs) So I told him, make them when you get there. Make them up there and throw them down. We'll catch them. (laughs) And he's not working hard enough because we're way behind. (laughs) So, Daddy, if you're listening, I need help.
0: (laughs) Good help is hard to find around here. Yeah. Now my mom had the uh, Holy Face. I was telling my wife this in our kitchen when we were growing up, and I just it was by the light switch. You had to walk out of the room. Yeah, you had, you, you, uh-huh. you couldn't miss it. And uh-huh. Never really as a child, as a kid. I know for me, I can't speak for the rest of the kids, but I never thought much. Other besides, there's the Holy Face. Okay, light yeah. switch off. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, that what you said about your uh, dad. That seems familiar with my mom. my dad. Is mom he was mom was talking about. He had Agent Orange. He was in the hospital for like 18 years, lost a foot, lost a leg. Everything you can think of. You can check off the box for Agent Orange he had. We spent yeah. Christmases in the in the hospital. Oh, and my. Uh, mom was saying, how do I bury him? He's, he's basically no religion. There's nothing. And before he died, he converted. Um, and oh, wonderful. I was I was one of those punch card kids at the time still. So I didn't really. We were like, yes. okay, great. He's con- converting. I didn't, th- I didn't think much of it.
1: Yeah. But.
0: I don't know. We got up. My brother's a priest now, and I'm doing this. So, yeah, uh, that could have been something. I don't know. We'll find well, out in the uh, the last, yeah, year.
1: God works in mysterious ways,
0: mm-hmm.
1: he He gets us. One thing, um, I had a miracle actually happened to me too. Um, it was before we discovered our holy face relic that we had in the family too. And I often think Saint Therese was there that day. Um, nine years ago. My husband and I were sitting in Applebee's restaurant having lunch. And I was just getting ready to pay the bill. And a Ford, I think it was an Explorer, came through the wall and hit me. Wow. And I was airborne. It crashed through the wall and I was airborne. And when I was in the air, someone was wrapped around me from the back. I could feel them holding me, wrapped around me. Mm-hmm. And they just sat me down like 10 feet over, sat me down. And I was facing the front of the vehicle that where I had been sitting. And when the paramedics came in, they thought I just fell off the chair, you know, that I was next to. And I said, no, I wasn't sitting here. They said, where were you sitting? I said, I was sitting where that truck is. So I mean, and the, I didn't the, know where you were
0: going with that story. I was going to go, uh oh, people are going to get that with product placement here,
1: Applebee's. <laughs> oh no, no, no! I got and when they took me by ambulance to the hospital, and when they finished all the MRIs and everything, you know, to make sure I was all right. The doctor, I never forget her face. She came in just shaking her head, saying, I don't understand this. She said, you should not be here. She said, if anything, you should be, have internal injuries. And, you know, she said, but you don't, you don't even have a broken bone. And I told her that someone was holding me when I was in the air and she told me someone had to be, because she shouldn't be here. Mm-hmm. So, and at that, and I really felt like maybe it was Saint Therese holding me, saying, "You're not going anywhere yet. You've got work to do." <laughs> so, but I thank God every day that He allowed me to stay, um, so that we could discover our Holy Face relic, and I could start this ministry. And hopefully our Lord will let me continue for many, many years.
0: Yeah, because how long did Therese promote it in the car? It wasn't, you know, decades. Well, she
1: was only a nun for um, nine years. Yeah, Her and Sister Mary both were only nuns for nine years before they died.
0: So, like, seven out of that nine, or was it all nine of the nine? Uh, No, it,
1: it was... Seven or eight of the nine, because the first year um, before she took her uh, vows of profession, um, Sister Agnes hadn't given her that book yet. So it was after she started reading that book and really learned the revelations.
0: So what is your site? all about I guess. What can people learn or obtain well, my, from it?
1: My website is holyfaceadoration.com. Uh-huh. Um and it has on there I've included a tab for the timeline of events, all the different events that took place um for when the arch confraternity came about for the um about Leo Pont, about Sister Mary, about the miracle of 1849. It puts it in a timeline order, so you can read about that. Um, there's uh, a tab for prayers of devotion to the Holy Face, different prayers of devotion for that. Um, there's the devotion of the Holy Face that you're supposed to do um, every day, instruct you how to do that. Um, By saying the golden arrow prayer and one, our father, one hail Mary, one glory be and the golden arrow every day. And then on Sundays, you're supposed to say the litany of the Holy face, add that to that. Um, Say the litany Holy face on Sundays and Holy days of obligation. I've got that link. There's also a tab for the chaplet, how to pray the chaplet, um, what the chaplet means about our Lord's five senses, and we're supposed to honor the five senses and all he suffered through those senses on the day of his passion. So, you're really supposed to meditate on that while you're saying the chaplet. Um, I'm trying to think what else I have on there. I have a little bit about our family, uh, about us and our history. Uh-huh. And a nice picture of mom and dad, uh-huh. um, they're both gone now, mom died last year, um, but they were devoted to the Holy Face, and I just feel like they they continue to help me now uh, with their love and their prayers. Do um, you have Holy but, Face uh,
0: Releva- uh, Revelations on there as well?
1: Yes, there is a tab for all of the holy, the revelations of Sister Mary, so you can go through all of those. I mean, the revelations were just so amazing. I mean, there's a couple that really stand out to me that I really um – I've got those in front of me here so I can read them. Yeah, go for um, it. One of the revelations that that Jesus gave sister Mary was, he said, by offering my face to my eternal father, nothing will be refused and the conversion of many sinners will be obtained. And um, another one that really comes to my heart is by my holy face, they will work wonders. They will appease the anger of God and draw down mercy on sinners. Um and the third one that really strikes a chord for me is, according to the care they take and making reparation to my face disfigured by blasphemers, so will I take care of their souls, which have been disfigured by sin. My face is the seal of the divinity, which has the virtue of reproducing in souls the image of God. Mm-hmm. And if, when you think about it, that Jesus himself said these words to Sister Mary. I mean, he kept giving her these revelations over a a four-and-a-half-year period. I mean, this was so important to him to get this message to us, that this devotion had to happen. And unfortunately, it disappeared for so many years. I mean it disappeared before world war 1 and thankfully it's coming around again um and we need warriors that are going to help us spread this devotion that our lord wanted yeah,
0: it's funny you mentioned the word warriors cuz in the in the uh, golden arrow book the last three chapters is on communism and Our Lord basically told Sister Mary to make war on the communists.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I use the word warriors because I feel Jesus said that the devil is going to try his hardest to stop this devotion by any means he can. And that just is always in my mind Mm -hmm. that we are going to have to be warriors to defeat the devil and all the evil out there
0: you mentioned priests uh what was the connection yeah. with, what was the connection well, one of that? the
1: revelations was that jesus wanted this for his priests as well um so that they could um so they they could give glory to him through his holy face when they were preaching when they were doing their homilies and that and i my biggest roadblock that i run into when i travel with the holy face when i try to schedule churches for presentations to teach this holy face devotion Mm -hmm. is priests don't know about it there's so many priests that don't know about it um i was thrilled when we got a new priest at our parish um, last year. Um, I was there for his first mass with his mom and dad there. I was thrilled to find out, and I found out by accident, he was giving mass a couple months ago, and there was someone that wanted me to get one of the chaplets that uh, blessed before I sent it to her. And I told her I would try to do it after Mass on Sunday. And he gave Mass that day. And I went up to him with the chaplet and asked if he could please bless this Holy Face chaplet. And he said, I love the Holy Face. I love that devotion. I said, I was shocked. I'm like, you know about it. Hallelujah. (laughs) (laughs) He said, yes. He said, that was our main devotion in seminary. Huh. And he says, I have my chaplet. I have I have everything I need. He says, I love that devotion.
0: Yeah, I ended up uh, asking the rector at the seminary here if he wanted it. He said, yes, here's the address. Yes. Uh, the the parish oh. I'm going to now, I told him about it. He said, I saw the email, I literally walk outside, and I see a card of the holy face right there. Yes, yeah. I want a relic.
1: Yeah. Oh. <laughs>
0: So uh, well it's
1: that's the big uh, so my goal is to keep teaching the devotion but make sure to teach it to every priest I can uh-huh. so that they know about it so that they you know uh, even our archbishop I I had a, a meeting with our archbishop that was wonderful um, when I went to him to um tell him what I was doing so that he would know what I was doing. Um, he didn't know about it. And I was like, oh my goodness, you're an archbishop and you've never heard of this, <laughs> you know, and he he'd never, but he fell in love with it. Mm-hmm. And he actually gave me a letter of um, recommendation so that I would have that. And he says, you have to keep doing what you're doing. You have to continue this so i mean i i was thrilled that he was willing to do that but
0: it's just well vicky now I appreciate your time also there's an etsy store where people can get your uh the chaplets and prayer cards too right
1: yes yes um because of covid i ended up opening an etsy shop so people would have a way to get the materials no profit is made on any Holy face items on the shop. Um, It's considered a devotion, uh, not a devotion. It's considered a um, donation and it goes right back into getting more materials to make more chaplets, um, printing costs to print all the materials. It goes right back into the ministry, but the Etsy shop, is just go into etsy.com and you can put in my shop name it's simply faith by vicky you put that in all as one word and it'll come up
0: yeah i got it on the screen right now for anybody and it'll be linked in the show notes so if anybody wants to just look underneath the video by the it being it's on the website as well so vicky yeah. any last words you got for everyone out there
1: well i'm had a thought about the Holy face images. Oh, I know what it was. One last thing. Um, it almost slipped my mind, but I wanted to let people know if there's anyone out there that has a Holy face image, please. One of these Holy face images with the wax seal on it, uh, that came from Rome came from the Vatican. Please take it seriously. I've run into people before that they just simply hang it on the wall and don't think about it. Uh-huh. Um, but if you have one of these image it's very important to give proper veneration to it every single day. It's important to burn a candle with it 24 seven or like Leo DuPont did an oil lamp 24 uh-huh. seven. Um, now i since i live with four of my little grandchildren i keep uh one of those flameless candles Mm -hmm. on all the time with it because i'm afraid to leave a lit candle
0: i want to burn the house down yeah
1: but these images you are required actually to um say the golden arrow prayer do the our father hail mary glory be um you're you should do those prayers to show veneration for this holy relic. And when I, you can still actually join the Irish Confraternity. I've joined the Irish Confraternity. That's where my holy face cross comes from. Um, But that is also on my website. I want to let people to know that. The email is on there to email. This is the same convent that Sister Mary went to. you can email them and join the Arch Confraternity of the Holy Face, which was established in um, 1888. And they will send you a Holy Face cross, they will send you a Holy Face scapular, um, a little booklet, and a stamped piece of paper that says you're a member of the Arch Confraternity. And when you're a member, you are required to do those prayers of devotion every day and show veneration to the Holy Face. But as a member of the Arch-Con fraternity, you're going to see um, all the graces that will happen and, and just it will change your life. Let me put it that way. It will change your life.
0: Now, people can't just
1: print this out, can they? Well, what I do, they can have a copy to venerate for themselves. What I I was saying about the people that have originals Mm -hmm. like this need to really take it seriously. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, and definitely do not sell it. (laughs) Selling the holy face images like that for profit is a sin. You shouldn't do that. Um, but, um, I forgot what I was going to say. Did you question something about the Arch Confraternity? No, I so what you you said. Guys, uh,
0: Now there's sites like, uh, they can say, Hey, just print out this, or you can go to, you know, find a good, yeah. H-
1: well, it's okay to get a copy of it from somewhere. Uh-huh. Um, if they're not trying to make a profit on it, but to have a copy for your home is, is completely wonderful. And in fact, that's why I offer uh, copies for your home, 8x10s, 5x7s, um, or prayer cards with the holy face on it, um, because everyone needs to have an image of the holy face. But one thing back to about taking it seriously, if you have one of these originals like this with the papal seal on it, Uh um, I spoke to a priest two years ago, Um, This was when I was doing a tour up in Chicago and he specialized in holy relics. Mm -hmm. And he told me, I spoke to him after the presentation. I told him that a lot of people ask me, is this a first class relic, second class relic? Because they want to touch, I let them touch their rosaries to it or touch their prayer cards to it, or some touch their wedding rings to it. Um, And, He says, you really need to realize what you have. He said, these holy relics of the holy face are in a relic class of their own. He said, this is because they touched the instruments of our Lord's passion. They were touched to the veil, to the wood of the cross, and to the spear that were drenched in Jesus's blood. He said, "Because they have touched our Lord's blood, they are considered living images of Jesus Christ." He said, "So that puts them beyond a first-class relic." So people really need to take it there's, serious for what it is if there, they have one of these. Yeah, there's so. a
0: reason why Louis Leo decided, ended up becoming the greatest miracle worker right. of all time.
1: Right. <laughs> Absolutely. And that's why anything I send out my door, um, any of the images and the chaplets, I touch each of them to this before sending it out to the person.
0: Cool to know. Cool. That's cool. Yeah. Good. Because yeah. I I'm getting a ton of I got a ton of prayer cards for you from you, and I'm passing them out to anyone I yeah. can. Anyone yeah. who has a heartbeat, really
1: yeah yeah well i'm trying to get a chaplet also to every carmelite so i've started compiling a list of convents carmelite convents because there actually are some convents that don't know about the holy face devotion um, which is surprising because of sister mary of saint peter but um but i want to make sure all Carmelites and all convents have a chaplet and have the informational materials they need if they want to spread the devotion, Mm -hmm. which I do have um, a couple wonderful convents now that are spreading the devotion. There's one down in uh, Florida, close to Miami Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and they've been wonderful. I send her a box of supplies like every other month now
0: I got you some Carmelites. Uh, I can, we'll talk off camera on that. Oh, yes. I got plenty yes, on the list for you.
1: Absolutely. Give me a list. Give me a list.
0: we Will do. No, Vicki, yeah. appreciate you. Appreciate your time and all. And uh, yes, please check out our website. Get the book. Get all three books. If you read it, Leo's pretty much the first one. Yeah. Goes in the Golden Arrow. And, and make sure let you me read after.
1: this one, too. Yes. The Manual of the Holy Face. Um, It has the confraternity, the first confraternity of 1885, Uh and it has the complete arch confraternity of 1888. And it's so, I didn't think I would want to read it word for word, but I'm on my second reading now. I can't, I mean, you can't put it down. So it's it's very good. And the golden arrow, we'll put, hold that one up there. Uh The golden arrow, of course. You see all my, I always have notes.
0: Just one or two, yeah.
1: Yeah, just one or two. And uh, I don't have Leo Dupont's book sitting here. But make sure you read The Whole World Will Love Me. Mm-hmm. It is simply beautiful about St. Teresa's life.
0: Yeah, it starts before she was born. It goes right from her mom and dad, how they meet, and goes all the way up yeah. to her death.
1: Yeah, yeah. And yes. Anne goes deeply into her devotion to the Holy Faith.
0: Yes those, those so, are cool section in there yes
1: yeah
0: yeah well, well Vicky, thank you so
1: much for having me it, it's been wonderful chatting with you
0: yes ma'am you too and uh yeah take care and uh hopefully we'll get some uh more uh hits to your website and all as well anybody we, wants her we, to come eat? come visit or do a zoom call
1: oh i would love to do that hit her up i'd love to do that
0: now you wanted to finish uh, with a prayer right
1: Yeah, how about we finish with um, the prayer uh, from Sister Maria of St. Peter. And I think everybody has probably heard of this one, but we'll finish with it. It's a good one. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, I salute thee, I adore thee, and I love thee, O adorable face of Jesus, my beloved noble seal of the divinity. I offer thee through the heart of thy blessed mother, the worship of all the angels and saints, most humbly beseeching thee to repair and renew in me and in all men thy image disfigured by sin. Amen.
0: If you do do the litany, you'll see that one. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Vicki, take care. Thank you.
1: Thank you so much for having me.